podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The dream is made real. Ricky Howard rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia, he's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast. I am your host, Sean. And today, it is just me for this big fight preview episode between George Cambosis Jr. and Maxi Hughes. Maxi Hughes defending the IBO World Lightweight Championship in America. And this is the main fight that I'm going to be covering for this particular episode. Jazza Dickens is also fighting as well in Dubai. So, there are some other fights on this weekend, some of the local talents. But for me, this is the fight this weekend and I wanted to discuss it and I wanted to give my opinions on it and I wanted you guys to be able to hear what I've got to say. Johnston normally would be accompanying me on this episode but we've been so busy these last couple of weeks with personal stuff, family stuff of course and kids finishing school very shortly and career profiles. Of course we're in the background recording episodes, editing episodes, getting future episodes all sorted ready for you guys. So that has taken a lot of time out of our days to be able to put everything together in the best possible way. So as we said a couple of weeks ago, some episodes are getting put out on a weekly basis, some not so much, but we know there's a few good fights coming up, a few big fights coming up, and we wanted to make sure that if we're not both able to cover it, at least one of us is. And that would be me. So I'm covering the George Cambosis Jr. and Maxi Hughes fight this coming weekend, which... I'm actually looking forward to, and I think it will be an interesting fight because Maxi Hughes, who I'm going to start with first, is a fighter who has had this great career resurgence. Now, if you think back to when he took his last defeat in 2019 against Liam Walsh, then two fights before that, he lost to Sam Bowen in 2018. Now, at this point, you're kind of thinking he's not going to get anywhere past that domestic British title or Commonwealth title level. But from the loss to Liam Walsh, he came back and he beat John O'Carroll, which was a big win for him at the time. A win against Paul Highland Jr., a win against Ryan Walsh. And then his win last September against Kid Galahad was his most significant win because of the fact that Kid Galahad was a former world champion. Now, at the time, he was defending his IBO World Championship, which he's, he's had that since he fought Giovanni Staffron in 2021. So he's held that title for a couple of years now. But for Cambosis Jr., it's an opportunity for him now to, to come back and get himself back on that trail where he wants to be at that level again. Because remember, his fights in 2022 with Devin Haney, he started out that year as the undisputed lightweight champion of the world now to go from that and now trying to come back to get himself back into contention he's looking at this opportunity against Maxi Hughes who's got an IBO title which whilst it's not one of the big four titles still then puts him on a pedestal with a title behind him and gives him more ammunition to say in the future look I want to fight with one of these guys I want to fight with a Shakur Stevenson or I want a fight with a Lomachenko and it gives him that opportunity to push forward for that so he clearly thinks that maybe Maxi Hughes is going to be an easy target 
maybe because he looks at his career, he looks at his history, his team look at his history and think, Joe, you know, this guy's beatable. You know, he's got five losses on his record. You can see that. You can see his loss to opposition that maybe they don't consider to be as good. So for them, it's like business perspective wise, it makes sense for them to target someone who's got a world title who can then propel themselves into a position to fight for further world titles and, and stake a claim to to be in the name to fight in the division aside from some of the big names I've already mentioned but you can't discount what Maxi Hughes is now bringing to the table he's a much improved fighter and what I've seen with him is he's adapted as his career has gone on over the past couple of years and I don't know what changes have been made behind the scenes I don't know what is different from a couple of years back when he lost two out of three or four fights I don't know what it is exactly I can't pinpoint it but he's certainly it's certainly doing him wonders and it's certainly putting him in a position now to be on a big stage which he's on and the opportunity to defend his title which if he was to do that successfully against Cambosis it puts him in prime position like it does with Cambosis to then stake a claim to a bigger fight now at this stage of Max's career I'm not saying he's, he's finished and it's over for him but at the age of 33 you've got to be thinking as a boxer my financial future has got to be completely secured now to do that he needs big fights like this now this is a good fight for him because he gets to defend his title and if he does it successfully that could lead to an even bigger fight with an even bigger purse which secures that financial future now i'm just thinking about it from a business perspective and knowing a lot of boxers like i do and seeing them firsthand what they're trying to achieve in the sport or seeing that they're trying to make that success for their future and be able to go out of boxing with money behind them because remember it's a short career end of the day if you you start boxing professionally at the age of 20 21 22 you're potentially only in it for 10 years 12 years 15 years maybe at best for some people and if you don't secure your future then you have to go back to that day job you have to get the nine to five job you might not be able, be able to work in boxing you might not be able to open your own gym you might not be able to do the things you essentially want to do because like for me and you for us we've got our day jobs we've got our future secured and essentially maybe not in the sense that we're all mortgage free but in the sense that we've got stability with our with our careers and our jobs and, and the future in some ways for ourselves whereas boxers don't necessarily have that if boxing's all a fighter knows what do they do afterwards if they can't get into a gym if they can't train fighters and earn money from training fighters what else are they supposed to do Will they go to a, a, a trade a lot of guys that i know in boxing go to manual labor trades construction working on sites doing that sort of stuff some of them do go to university and do study and do get different careers i remember nathan cleverly was always one of those fighters that people always spoke about with him getting degrees and being able to have a life after boxing outside of boxing itself and you know there's quite a few people that have successfully done that but you've got to think of it from max's perspective at this point he's on a career resurgence he's at a point he's got this world title he's defended it a few times He's got a big name here in Cambosis Jr. who's had big fights and got big purses and big experiences. Maxi Hughes has got to be at his absolute best to beat Cambosis Jr. But how does he do it? How does he beat Cambosis Jr.? Well, I think Maxi Hughes' style and Cambosis Jr.'s style are not too dissimilar in some ways. They both like to fight on the inside, which I think would make it a really interesting fight. They're both very similar in stature. They've both had really good experiences against very much different opponents 
But I think the fact that the styles will match very well in this fight will make it an entertaining fight. And I think with Maxi, if he's going to win this fight, guys, he's going to have to get in there and take control of the fight very early on. He's going to have to make sure that he gets on the chest of Cambosis, doesn't let Cambosis get them combinations off. And if he does get the combinations off, Maxi needs to be blocking everything. He doesn't need to be allowing Cambosis to, to hit the target. Because if he does, they're going to be point-scoring punches that are going to essentially win Cambosis to fight if it goes the distance. Cambosis has just got to use what he's shown in his previous fights. He's got the ability to fight in the pocket and he's got the ability to fight outside of the pocket. I think maybe Cambosis could be a naturally better boxer than Maxi Hughes, some might argue. He's not, but I think he is. That, that's just my opinion. I think Cambosis has got the skills to negate what Maxi can bring to the table if Maxi isn't able to get on the inside and able to smother the work of what Cambosis is trying to do. So that's what makes it interesting for me because you've got two guys that are equally as good at fighting on the inside, but then I think there's a little bit of disparity between what their boxing abilities are like. So this is why maybe people looking at this fight might think Cambosis is definitely the favourite for it, and understandably so, given his experiences, given the fact that he was undisputed lightweight champion. But I think Max is he's a solid underdog here. Even though he's the champion, he's a solid underdog. And I think, given what he's done in his career recently, I think that's the type of motivation he's probably needed to be able to get himself right up for this fight, not just about his financial future, but to win. Because to win this fight does open them doors, like I said earlier. So I think he's really going to be up for this. Watching the interviews I've seen this past week, he's very up for this fight. He wants it. He's not, it isn't just about money for him. On the back of his mind, it must be as well. But it's certainly, certainly about the opportunity to put himself in prime position by beating a name like this. And Cambosis Jr. has created his own little legacy of late. So f for that... Maxi Hughes will be taking a big scalp here and a big win and putting himself in that position, as I said, to, to face someone like a Stevenson or a Lomachenko or maybe even a Haney in the future. Who knows? But it is an intriguing fight. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm going to be a little bit biased here and say that I want Maxi to win. He's a British fighter. I want the British fighter to win, naturally, and I like his story. I like the fact he's an underdog. I like the fact he's turned his career around. He's become a world champion and he's fighting a guy in America, who's expected to win the fight, and I love that type of a story anyway. So a little bit of me is obviously rooting for him to, to win this fight. But ultimately, I'm struggling to not go against Cambosis or, you know, to, to sort of go in Maxi's favour logically. When I think about the fight logically, as much as I want Maxi to win, I'm struggling to sort of definitively say that Maxi will win the fight. And, and I'm not the greatest in the world at predictions. I'm not a prediction specialist. I've never claim to be anything like that I just think about what the fights I've seen and how I've seen their styles and, and how I think this style with each other could gel in this fight I think Cambosis could take this fight on points I think it could be difficult in parts for Maxi if he doesn't smother Cambosis and stop him from working and I think if Cambosis can work really well on the inside and get out and basically work his way in and systematically break Maxi down I think he'll win this on points that, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards here with this fight is Maxi puts on a really valiant effort and it is a close fight and it ends up being a close set of cards. Maybe not contentious, but close and competitive. But I think Cambosis, I think he does win this fight. And for him to win this fight, as I've said earlier, 
puts him on that pedestal ready for a big fight in the future. But what a story it would be if Maxi won. What a story, because it would put him in prime position for that huge, huge fight. Huge fight. And that would certainly be exciting. As a boxing fan, first and foremost, take out me being objective for the podcast's sake and me just being the fan that I am. I'd love Maxi to win, and I'd love him to get that dream opportunity against a huge name. Now, obviously, it'd be absolutely slim to none chance of beating the likes of Stevenson and Lomachenko. And it'd be hard to make a case for him beating any of those guys. However, I wouldn't deny him the opportunity to do so. If he won this fight, I'd want him to. I'd want him to secure his financial future. You know, as a fan of the sport and someone who cares about the livelihoods of these individuals that I watch on the telly and who I see in the gym and who sometimes train alongside in the gym that I go to, I want them to do well. You know, they're putting themselves through grueling camps and grueling moments and getting through all these little niggly injuries to make sure they get in the ring. And it's not many fighters that can honestly say they get in the ring 100% with no injuries whatsoever. Absolutely don't believe that. Having been around gyms for about five, six years so intensely, I don't believe that. So I, I, I do believe that each fighter comes into the fight with something some little ailment that maybe they've picked up in camp and they've not been able to shake off. And, and and I can sort of say that firsthand as I've been recently training at my local gym. And I've been training there for about 13 weeks now and I've, it's helped me get my fitness levels up. But then the niggly little injuries I've picked up along the way and seeing others, it makes me understand and comprehend even more so of, of how difficult some days can really be for these individuals. And I think that's what I've enjoyed the most recently. And it's helped me with my perspective on fights and fighters even more so than it did for the past six, seven years of, of doing the media side of boxing. So, you know, with this particular fight, I want Maxi to win. Don't, I'm not going to lie to anybody and say I don't. I really do want him to win because it'd be a great story. However, as I've said, I think Cambosis does win on points this fight. And that is pretty much my prediction for it. If I'm wrong, I'll be happy. I'll be honest, I will be happy. But I've got to be objective. Think logically. The logical side of me thinks that Cambosis has more than enough to beat Maxi. Put Maxi in a valiant effort doesn't mean he has to retire Maxi. It just means he probably has to drop down a level or becomes a voluntary defence for one of the champions. So it still might not really prevent him from getting a big fight. It might. St- I think it still might be a win-win situation, whatever happened to Maxi Hughes here. And I wouldn't begrudge anyone because he's a nice guy. He comes across as a great guy in the interviews. Uh, people love him. People love the story. And why would you want to begrudge someone that opportunity? I know I certainly wouldn't. So, yeah, guys, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for this fight. It's the early hours of Sunday morning for us here in the UK and obviously in the evening for you guys in the US. And if you guys listen from Australia, I'm not too sure what time it's on, to be honest. So usually it's on in the afternoon for you guys, but we'll see. But on this card, there's another fighter that I'm interested in watching. Uh, Sean Davies, 8-0, going against Francesco Patera. Now, Francisco Patera, you guys might actually remember from a couple of years ago, he caused Lewis Ritson all sorts of problems and inflicted a defeat on Ritson, the first defeat on Ritson. And I think from there, Ritson just never seemed to be the same again. So Patera against Keishon Davies is another interesting fight that I think I'm looking forward to. It'll certainly, at this point of Keishon's career, I think it'll certainly tell us where he is at. I think a lot of us feel he's, he's quite a you know, a potential superstar in the future. So it'll be good to be good to see that. Also on this card is Giovanni Santillian 
Uh, Troy Isley, 9-0 as well. Stephen Shaw, I'll be interested to see how he gets on. And Jeremiah Milton on this particular card. Now, I did mention earlier, there are some cards going on in the UK. Some local shows going on, one particular in Oldham. Few of the guys that are actually in the gym that I train at are, are, are on this particular card. And I'm really excited to sort of see how they get on because I've been watching them, you know, four or five times a week while I've been in the gym training and, and seeing how they've been getting on and seeing the preparations have been doing firsthand and, and how they've been getting themselves ready for some of them. It's it's the debut. It's the debut of Jason Cohen and Callum Davis. They're both making their debuts in Oldham this coming weekend. And Michael Gomez Jr. was supposed to be fighting as well. He's in the same gym and he's just pulled out of his fight as we record this today due to a slight little medical issue which needs to be resolved, uh, but he should be back. But it's, it's guys like that that I see you know, near enough on a daily basis training in the gym that are fighting in Oldham this week. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they get on and, you know, where, where it takes their careers. We've got a couple of other fights going on this weekend in the UK, a couple of other cards. We've got one in Bowlers in Manchester. We've also got one in London. And then I mentioned earlier about Dubois and James Jazza Dickens. He's defending that IBO World Featherweight title this weekend against Hector Andreas Souza. Uh, so I'm I'm interested to see where things go with him because he's a fighter where genuinely never thought he would get to that world title level. Much like Maxi, to be honest, we are very much like the Maxi story, and he's got an IBO title as well. And you know, if he can put himself into a position to get a good fight in the the featherweight division, then I wouldn't begrudge him at this stage because you know he's done so much and been around the domestic scene for so long that I think it would be time for him to get his uh, his big opportunity, at least his big payday. Put it that way, anyway. Uh, also on this card, Mohamed Wazim versus Donny Nietes. Uh, interesting fight going on there. IBO World Bantamweight title happening as well this coming weekend. For me, those are the fights that I wanted to mention. Those are the, the more sort of standout fights. There is some other fights going on. There's some real competitive fights. But these are more for the, the hardcore audience that, that really follow everything and anything. And I'll be honest, I can't follow everything and anything. I want to keep up with what's really going on in the current market and the situation at the moment and I hope I've been able to do that for this particular episode and I hope you've enjoyed my assessment of what's happening with this fight this weekend with Cambosis and Hughes and I mean if you've got any comments about it always please let me know some of you do not many of you do you don't really have any thoughts and feelings and opinions you probably do when you listen to me but you probably forget about it and then don't sort of say oh Sean I thought about this and what do you think about that if you get the opportunity to, to drop me a tweet, you can do at SeanBTR Boxing Pod. You can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Twitter, and you can find me on TikTok as well. I'm actually posting a lot of my my workouts on there and, and a few little meal things that I'm doing to help myself at the moment. So I'm on my own little journey, something I've not really brought to the attention of you guys as, as listeners because I didn't think it was relevant, but I think now that I'm mentioning it, you guys, if you want to sort of see my progress as a, as an individual in terms of what I've been doing in the boxing gym, the workouts I've been doing to try and get myself fitter and, and drop some weight as well. Go and have a look on, on that at Sean BTR Boxing Pod. Or just tweet us at BTR Boxing Pod. You can find us on Twitter or you can find us on Facebook at BTR Boxing Podcast Network. Again, on Instagram and on TikTok. And the YouTube channel is also there if you want to listen to any of the Career Profiles episodes, which is what I mentioned at the start of the show. Career Profiles, well into it now. We're going for the fourth episode very shortly. That's coming out next week. 
So please make sure you tune into that if you haven't already. It is on the main BTR feed or it's on Career Profiles' feed. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. And please follow us across all the social media platforms and do a like, do a share, do a retweet. If you can do it, it's really appreciated. But that's it for this episode, guys. We will be back. Hopefully, Johnston will be following me into the next preview, which is happening in just a few days' time. I can't wait for this next fight. Stephen Fulton Jr. and Naoa Anue. Oh, my God. This is one that I've been looking forward to just a few days before potentially the biggest fight of the year between Errol Spence Jr. and Terence Crawford. So we will be back with previews for both of those fights in separate episodes. So please make sure you look out for them on the feed. I'll try my best to make sure they're posted on social media as well. And we will be recording more careers, profiles, episodes in the background. But that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Big Fight Preview. Cambosis versus Hughes. Podcast Network.